following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Hi, I'm Laura and this is my partner and we are interested in swinging. So then she would see you, approve you and then admit uh, admit you through her, I was going to say through her back door. That's really <laughs> good. Admit you through the back door of her own app. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like, I'm back! Also with a jazzy oh. new mic, I have to say. Do you want to say You what? You've got a jazzy new mic? Yeah, look. Isn't it cool? Oh, look at you leaving me in the lurch and chewing me right up. Fiona, it is so bloody good to have you back. I have missed you so much. I have missed our chat. I have missed seeing your beautiful face. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to yourself. You needed it, but also thank you for coming back. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I am actually really, I'm glad to be back. Um, I missed it, but I also really, really enjoyed like listening to you interview people. I thought it was so, like the Vista wife was just so insightful. Oh and it was just, amazing? she was amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad to be back. And thank you so much to everyone who sent messages. I am fine, <laughs> just so everyone knows. <laughs> I am fine. Um, yeah, so I don't know who what listen listen not listens. Whoever follows our Instagram. So I took a few weeks off. Two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Two weeks off um, for a bit of a mental health break, which is, I think that for. And I was talking to my friend um, about this, who is um, kind of. I wouldn't. I don't want to call us in the public eye, but we. Can't, I guess we are. Like we ha- like we kind of are. It is hard when you're in that situation sometimes, like we're humans, and I don't, honestly don't know how celebrities do it. Obviously, we're not on the same scale, but like, obviously, every week you have to show up as yourself. And there are some times that, like, you're not always going to feel like you can be your funniest, cleverest yep. self. And I was really feeling like I just needed a a bit of a mental health break. Obviously, won't go into it, but like a few things happened in my personal life that just maybe rocked the boat a bit much. And I needed to take a step back and I booked a therapy session, which I've been wanting to be honest, been wanting to do for a really long time. Like it's something that we 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 love therapy, Fiona. We love therapy. Like, I mean, obviously we preach it so much and I was like, right, I need to actually go. And I went yesterday and it was honestly one of the most insightful things. Like it was draining. I don't know if you felt that for your first time, but like, Mm -hmm. I felt so drained. Like honestly today I'm so tired. So I basically sat down in her office and I just burst out crying. And for those of you that are in Dubai, I went to Thrive Wellness. Um, they're in JLT. They're really good. I'll get the name of the doctor that I went to. I can't remember her name right now. Um, but I I found it so interesting because a lot of the kind of issues that I've, you know, I've spoken about them on the podcast about like codependency and like the way I react to situations. I really thought a lot of it was to do with my parents, but actually... It turns out it was actually a lot to do with my school because I went to boarding school, which is actually something that Lisa had told me like ages ago. But she said she couldn't really go into it because she's not that's not really her field. And um, we basically got down like after the hour, we got down to the crux of my like, I don't want to call it a problem, but my difficulty, which is I have um, difficulties with 
um, disappointing people and also not feeling important, which then obviously feeds into so much, um, so much stuff, which is not feeling important. And obviously so many times on this podcast, I've talked about feeling upset because of a guy. And why is that? Because really at the end of the day, I didn't feel important. And also like with um, when I've had situations of when I've, like I'm, I'm talking like in terms of this podcast, just because that's what people have heard. Like if I've talked about, you know, she asked me, cause I said about being rejected quite a lot, like ghosted and whatnot. And she was like, what was the, why did you feel bad that someone had done that? And I think at the end, really when we got down to it, it's because I feel like I disappointed either them or like my friends who I told about this amazing person that then has disappeared. I felt like, oh my God, I was disappointing them because I wasn't living up to it. Mm-hmm. So it was so in, it was so interesting to unpack it down. She basically unpacked like years of stuff that I told her down to basically two major things, which in one session, and she now has basically said to me, I need to go away and think about the priorities of what I want the outcome to be of like what mm-hmm. I want to happen anyway it was super super interesting I really recommend everyone going to therapy if you feel like you're you've been putting off and you feel like you want to go don't put it off it's honestly was the best 850 dirham which is what like 200 pounds yeah thankfully it is much cheaper at home in the UK and Ireland and obviously we can't avail of therapy sessions through the NHS admittedly it will take a while but also please know that there are a lot of mental health charities out there um, in the UK and Ireland that you can avail of free therapy sessions I just want to say Fiona like I was so proud of you when you dropped that message into our um into our love bites group chat and you said you wanted to take you needed to take a mental health break I just thought that was you really taking ownership of your mental health I was really proud of you and it kind of made me think that there was probably one or two episodes in the past that I probably shouldn't have jumped on the podcast like those episodes that I cried the whole time now in a way it was cathartic and in a way I showed up as my most authentic self and I feel that that's really what we do at Love Bites. We want to give people permission to cry, to, you know, grieve for certain things, to just have like a really shitty day. But I think you doing that, it really kind of validated those feelings that we all have that actually sometimes you just need to put the brakes on life and say, I need time for me. I need time to take myself away and to mentally recoup. I'm also so proud of you for jumping on the therapy bandwagon. It has, I know it's changed my life and it's something that I'm going to continue with. Is this something that you are going to continue with or do you feel that you've achieved what you need to achieve in just one session? No, no, I definitely feel like I'm going to, um, I'm going to continue with it because I want to get down to the, what she said that I was so aware and I really think it's down to love bites because we talk about these things so much and we talk in such detail I think we're so lucky because and also we've talked to experts so I think I'm a bit more clued up on my reactions and behaviors and understanding things like an anxious attachment style understanding things because we had Joe 
um, Wes would come on and talk about codependency and I could recognize when I said things like anxious attachment style and codependency I think she was a bit like oh, okay at least you like she was like I'm really I'm really impressed that you know so much already because it means mm-hmm. that we've got like the basis of what we can then build did on. you tell her that you were a superstar podcaster no <laughs> I haven't told her about that yet but, um, um, I, but I think that also like I think that when as well, so much of this pod, and this is what I also wanted to address, like when so much of this podcast, like from the beginning, like we've been doing this podcast for a year that we're on like middle, not middle, but a bit through our second season. And it's a long old season. It's 24 weeks. It's a few months. I feel like a lot of it has been entertainment of like things and of course, because we make it entertaining, like I think that uh, it's almost like the entertainment is the narrative of our lives. And I think that at the beginning, obviously when someone is single and you're going through these things which are completely relatable and everyone's having a laugh, I feel like I felt that because now I'm in a relationship, I felt maybe pressure that I wasn't being as funny. And I think that what we need to maybe address is the fact that Love Bites has evolved now. We're not the same podcast we were from season one. I mean, first of all, the format is different. Like we did, I can't remember what we did in season one, but like, obviously we- We just totally winged it in season one. Totally winged it. Our producer was constantly like, girls, what the fuck? Stick to the script. There is no script, but now we have evolved. Now we've got a bit of like a a like rapport. But like, I think that- it's completely evolved now. And I think that because you and I are not robots, we're human beings, that things happen in our lives, the podcast will continue to evolve. And we need to also less, like roll with the times. Because I think I said to someone, a friend of mine messaged me about the podcast. She messaged me about Joe's episode. And I was like, oh, is it boring now? I've got a boyfriend. And she was like, she was like, no, I've listened from the beginning. And she was like, it's about your life. So that's what's happening in your life right now. It's not, doesn't mean it's boring. So I think that I had a real good think about the podcast, obviously, whilst I had my time off. And I was like, right, we need to just address the fact that this podcast is not always going to be the same every single season. Like, you know, what if you end up having a baby and me and you talk about baby poo for an hour? I hope we don't do, you know do that. what, as but... well, Fiona, you, we're, you're now in a relationship and I've been in a relationship for a couple of years. Whether we are single or in a relationship, we can draw upon decades of dating, um, many years of being single, um, many instances where we felt lonely and kind of aggrieved the fact that we're not where we want to be. So, no, I think that's a really, really valid point. And I think it's something that you and I have touched upon briefly that we don't kind of want to let people down, that we're not constantly talking about anal and squirting. And those things have their place and they're always going to come up to a certain extent, but we have evolved and we got so many messages while you were off, Fiona, obviously just checking in with you. And we just want to thank everybody for taking such a genuine interest in Fiona and what she's got going on. And I felt that people were so understanding of it and it was brilliant to see if there's anything you want to talk to us about then please drop us a dm on instagram and our instagram handle is love bites podcast underscore if you could also if you haven't already leave us a review that's something that we don't actually no, we ever ask Before I continue my doorbell's just rung keep chatting go ahead if you can please drop us a review just under here where you listen to your podcast you're going to see an option to rate us Uh, out of five stars if you could rate us five stars that would be so appreciated and if you wouldn't mind to write a review about what this podcast brings to your life that would be amazing so anyway really do 
book therapy it was the best decision I've ever made um anyway we do have a letter today I really wanted to ask you how you are but my doorbell rang and basically ate up all our time so I'm gonna have to skip to the letter we'll talk about me next time yeah we'll we'll reserve the full 15 minutes for you because I feel so bad I've just like taken up all your time um so we do have a letter Um, this was actually um this actually came up like quite a a few weeks ago and I actually had a conversation with this girl about it um and I just thought it was a really interesting um interesting topic Hi, Fee. I think you've mentioned you'd met your boyfriend on Tinder. And I wanted to ask how you feel when people ask you. I also met my boyfriend on Tinder. And I feel so weird saying it. And I don't know why. It's so hard to meet people. Why do we feel shamed? Wanted to see if you felt the same. What do you think about that, Laura? Do you, I mean, obviously, you met your boyfriend organically. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get your thoughts on, like, this girl feels, says she feels embarrassed like I had a conversation with her about it so I know that we talked about she felt embarrassed saying she met her boyfriend on tinder why do you think people do because I know what she's talking about I feel like yeah okay because I I don't firstly I've never met anybody on tinder and to me it is so commonplace to now meet a partner or a love interest or a hookup on tinder it, it seems like the most normal thing in the world now to say oh i met him on an app whether it's tinder or hinge or bumble or whatever so as as an outsider so to speak to me it's it's more um unique whenever someone says oh yeah i met him in a bar it's like wow like do people actually meet in bars and restaurants and clubs anymore i think that's why i think people feel a little ashamed because i like i know that like I kind of hear it in people's voices. Like, I don't know, maybe that, but this is just me being maybe a little bit vindictive, but when, because I met my boyfriend on Tinder, but obviously this was like even before, like if I'd said to a couple, oh, how did you meet? And they said, oh, we actually met at a dinner party when we were sitting next to each other. Well done us, pat ourselves on the back. We are so much better because we met in real life. That's how I hear it in my mind. And maybe that's because, and so me and this girl got talking and she, like me, had met, had very rarely met someone in their dating history from like, you know, not so much maybe in our early 20s when Tinder wasn't really a thing. But like later on in life, most of her like love interests or like dates or whatever have been from a dating app. Uh So for us, like it was, it's a, it is rare. And I think that, we kind of maybe our generation see dating apps because we straddle this line between Gen Z and millennial that we see the dating apps as slightly desperate. So I think that when I, that's how I hear when people say, I mean, not if obviously this is people that I don't know as well. Like, obviously it's not like you're saying that to me, but I feel like when people say, oh, I met my boyfriend at a dinner party or like through a mutual friend or like whatever, the way I sometimes hear it is like, oh yeah we met organically isn't that weird because like I don't know I just I don't know I feel like maybe I feel a little I can feel sometimes a little judged judged I would I would probably assert that that's you and not them and that's maybe reflective of 
whatever you've got going on relating to that issue. I think that it's the most normal thing in the world. And I think you made a very, very valid point, Fiona, about us bridging the gap between... A salient point. A salient point. I haven't said that in a while. Um, We're bridging the gap between millennial and Gen Z, although with 37, I'm like entrenched in the world of millennial with my skinny jeans and like side shade. But you're you're definitely more a Gen Zer and you're straddling anyways. Um, But I think the younger age groups for them it is so normal to just start out there on their dating life on the apps whereas we obviously had to go through years of going to bars trying to hook up like chatting to guys like saying to your friend go and bring that guy over and get him over here to talk to him but I think that oh my goodness if I I would not bat an eyelid if somebody said that they met on an app to me I would probably bat the eyelid if I was like oh my god you met out in public what the fuck yeah. is that? Um, so I think that this girl maybe just needs to, as much as she can, put that aside. Because for sure, that's more of a reflection on on kind of her sense of feeling embarrassed or ashamed that maybe she needs to address. Because I know that when people are listening to her conversation, they're probably just bloody delighted for her to meet somebody. And I don't think they would have given a second thought to the fact that it was on Tinder. Oh. Totally. It's totally something to do with us. And actually my conversation with this girl like developed and like we were speaking about, and I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about this so much. Like it's almost like, cause the, there are obviously so many different dating apps these days. It's almost like the level of embarrassment gets more when it's Tinder. So you have like, okay. I would say like, let's put it on like some kind of like let scale, the like dating app scale. Tinder and obviously, please do write in if you agree with this to some degree. Tinder is almost like the most embarrassing, like, let's just call it embarrassing to one for a better word. The most embarrassing. Don't ask me why. I don't know. It just is. Then there's Bumble. Slightly less. Then there's Hinge, which isn't really that embarrassing. Those are the three main ones. Then if you meet on like a completely obscure one, like Thursday or like, well, Plenty of Fish, I think doesn't really, I don't think it really exists. When I came back home, actually, when I went, do you remember I was on Tinder for three days and this guy blocked me because I sent him the picture of my crustacean banana bread? Well, (laughs) at that time, I signed up to Plenty of Fish. Fucking hell. Honestly, it was so weird. Um, It it was an eye-opening experience, but Plenty of Fish does still exist, Fiona. Well, at least it did a couple of years ago. So why not give it a bash one of those other ones that you were talking about thursday so there's, and- there's thursday which is like a new one where you only get your matches on a thursday so all your matches in your area who all your the people that are in your area that had thursday will come up on one day which means oh. that you only really have one day to kind of like make the move um and obviously which, you've got your rias of the world and yeah stuff like and that. then like there obviously so like the level of embarrassment gets less and i think it gets less and less with how obscure it is because i think tinder is such a like mainstream app that everyone was on i don't know what it was about it. and obviously it has a bit of a reputation for being a bit of a like hookup app which I don't really think is true because I've had my three ex-boyfriends all from tinder not from hinge which I think is really interesting you then have bumble where the girl can talk first yeah which I think that 
that and then and then hinge for some reason is like not embarrassing at all and then and then you have Raya, but Raya obviously is one that you have to be accepted into it. So people are kind of like, yeah, Raya's full of wankers. Let's be Raya's, honest. Raya's the wanker one. And um, um, it's funny that you say that actually, because when I speak to my friends that are on the apps, they always kind of stipulate, oh, I'm not on Tinder, by the way. I'm on um, yeah. you know, the likes of Hinge and Bumble. And I think that's a stipulate. I think a lot of people still feel like if they mention Tinder, they just assume that it's like just a big sex fest and everybody's sending dick I mean, pics left, right, and center, which obviously they're not. But yeah, you're 100% right Fiona they have stipulated oh no I didn't meet him on Tinder or we're not talking on Tinder we're talking on those yeah other it's apps, like but- Tinder's shameful and it's weird because like I when I when I talk about going on tinder i even catch my like i went on tinder and met my boyfriend and genuinely genuinely the story was i went on tinder to not find a date it was to find content in terms of our tinder buyers of the week because we obviously that was a segment that we kind of didn't we didn't really reignite but I find myself when people say to me oh like what um how do you meet your boyfriend and I say oh well I was on tinder and then I say because I was trying to find tinder buyers of the week I wasn't like I'm really trying to like say that I wasn't on tinder to try and seek something out whereas obviously like if me and him had met on hinge I think people would be like oh how do you meet I'd be like oh we met on hinge and, the, and it would just end I don't know what it is about tinder if you had this please can you write in I wonder if there's like a I don't know. Like I think we can like find an that. allergy to Tinder. Like the same way I'm allergic to pollen. Clearly, um, he, you know, people maybe are just a little bit like, oh, get get the ick around Tinder. But people shouldn't because there's good people on every single dating. I I can guarantee you that there's good people across the board. There's also dirty bastards across the board. It doesn't matter what app you're on. So just go and have the crack. And if you're single and you're looking for somebody, why not utilize all your resources the same way you would if you were at work? So I say go for it. Funnily enough, talking about apps, this is a very niche app. So uh, following the podcast last week with Vista Wife, we had briefly touched upon a swinging website called Fab, Fab mm. Swingers or Fab or something like that. And she said that was probably the best of a bad bunch, so to speak. But she had kind of created her own sub app where you had to be verified. So you had to send her a message and say, hi, I'm Laura and this is my partner and we are interested in swinging. So then she would see you, approve you and then admit uh, admit you through her, I was going to say through her back door. That's really <laughs> admit you through the back door of her own app anyways the fab thing came up and I just thought that probably doesn't exist here in Northern Ireland I mean Um, and I didn't really think much of it although I did ask her after have you interacted with any Northern Irish and Irish swingers she said she personally hadn't but she knows that there is a thriving scene in this country a few days later I was out in a restaurant in the beer garden after and we just got chatting to these guys and everybody had a few drinks and I was with my friend Anna and she mentioned the podcast and said oh god uh Laura just had on this girl she's a swinger great great one to listen to and this guy actually came up to me at the end who was in our company and he stipulated that he is a big fan of the of this fab swingers and it is rife in Northern Ireland, there are so many members, even he admitted that there are a lot of creepy fuckers on there, specifically single men who are just in it just for 
really horrible overtly sexual motivations as opposed to kind of couples or people that are a bit more respectful but he said that fab swingers was very 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 big in northern ireland so if you're based here or in fact if you're based anywhere i'm pretty sure this is a uk wide app if not global if you're into swinging or exploring that sort of terrain then log on and have a look if you're genuinely swinging about serious about swinging um, in a verified capacity then give Vista Wife a uh, DM and she will admit you onto her verified channel I wonder if we did like a little like research how many dating apps we could find and what are all their functions because I sometimes think about like oh maybe we should do a Love Bites dating app because like I fucking know what it's like to be on a dating app but obviously then you have to be like what makes you unique because I think that with all these apps like Fab or like Vista Wife's app there's also you know Killing Kittens there's also like a hundred of these like sugar daddy websites or just like or you know apps for married men that want a little like pet or whatever like there are so many but I think for like regular dating apps what is it that will make your app unique? And I think that's why maybe Bumble, Hinge and Tinder and definitely Tinder has stood the test of time Mm -hmm. because it's simple and user-friendly. Yeah. So I was, I find, but then why, but then also this bodes the question, I guess, I don't know, I'm, maybe it's the same with like different kinds of like fetish apps and things like that. Like if Tinder is, user-friendly simple and the easiest to use okay it doesn't have like i mean it's it does have like functions like you can pay for premium whatever like why is it the most shameful here is the question i pose to you dear listener um so yeah so that, that i guess that's my food for thought of the day and maybe we should do our own love bites app you know what i i think it is always going to come back to like personal connection right because all these you know all these conversations on the app they only go so far and ultimately you need to meet up in person to establish whether or not you've got that rapport or that connection um I'll say it once and I will say it until I am blue in the face setups people speak to your friends speak to your family members let them know that you're open for a setup and make those connections that way I genuinely think Fiona that I would be like such a good matchmaker in like in Northern Ireland Ireland as a whole actually like I told you I've set up probably four couples at this stage three of which are married with kids I just get like a feel for people and I actually would love to do that in Northern Why Ireland watch this space, watch this space. I just worry it. about there being a tsunami of women who are well, up for it, it and not so many men well, I think, isn't that, um, you know, like the likes of like Mingle, for example, which is that like singles get together thing in Dubai, like the guy, Paul, who runs it has said to me on multiple occasions, so he could fill three events with hundreds of women, but it's the men that he has problems like each time. And I think that, um, remember Christiana who came on to us mm-hmm. I think she said something similar but that's why she coaches men rather than yeah. women because actually they're the ones that need the help and to find a woman to go on a date with a man is very easy whereas the, to the, to do the other way around it's not it's not it's actually quite difficult 
yeah and there's clearly a theme with that with that business model because it's what that very famous american matchmaker does she gets the man and then she kind of interviews and selects from a whole host of women because there is such an abundance of women but anyways food for thought food for Um, thought well, yeah, very, very, very interesting. But it's funny. It's something I never would have thought about twice. Kind of Tinder shame. I, I just thought it was the most normal thing in the world. Tinder shame. That's what it is. To be honest, though, a lot of a lot of people I've noticed haven't. Re- I mean, maybe because they listen to the podcast. But I've not had so many people ask me, "Oh, how do you meet your boyfriend?" Like some some people do, but mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't had so much of a like. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I we had it the other day actually. Um, we had we were at this dinner party thing, and and um, and uh, and Hibber, who's an amazing spin instructor, by the way, she was asking after you. Asked oh, love how her. We, um, how we knew each other. Um, and obviously, there's like a lot more to the story. But anyway, it was great. So, so yeah, I'm very awesome. happy in my relationship. I have to say, just really quickly, just to like sidebar really quickly. I now I've been in a relationship for I don't know how many months. I definitely understand what you mean about like you just don't have sex every day. Uh, welcome to my fucking world, Fiona. And like you don't, you don't. Like I know that sounds really, I know that sounds really weird. But for someone that obviously like hasn't been in a relationship for I don't know how long, and then getting into a relationship, <clears throat> and then after a while, obviously you're like comfortable with each other. Like I, I made this joke with him. I was like, right, this weekend we, because we haven't we'd had sex like maybe like once last week and I was and he's now like living with me essentially for the next like two weeks because my housemate is away and we are moving in together in February Mm -hmm. and um and I was like right this weekend we're gonna have sex at least five times we had a four-day weekend right we literally had sex once do you know what that that decline of um of sexual kind of intercourse declines and stages I feel so obviously the first couple of months you're like at it like rabbits you're like we're gonna fuck all the time for the rest of our lives we're never it's never going to wane and then you get a couple of months in and you realize it's been a few days since you've had sex and you're like oh yeah this is starting to happen and then a couple of months later you're like we actually haven't had sex in a couple of weeks this is where Lisa McFarland, if she is listening right now, will be shouting at us saying, no, you should not be waiting a couple of weeks. You should be scheduling your weekly sex date. Now, excluding when there's new babies on the scene and kids and sickness and depression, all those things aside, you should be scheduling your weekly sex break. It's not romantic, but when you're older, the spontaneity kind of wanes and you have to schedule in the sex break. And it's like the gym. Nobody wants to go to the gym. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I cannot wait to bust my balls in spin class. However, 99.9% of the time you leave that gym class feeling so much better about yourself and you feel better kind of compared to how you entered and the same goes for sex no like I I am at the stage now where I'm not like oh my god I really need to have sex fuck can't wait but I kind of do it I will admit at times not begrudgingly but I'm like right okay let's just you know tick the box or whatever then I'm doing it 
and I'm enjoying it. And then after I'm like, I really freaking enjoyed that. And I feel so bonded to my boyfriend mm-hmm. who is lying beside me. And I just think, why do we not freaking do this more often? It's like, yeah, it's weird. And before we move on, I think that relationship sex, like we literally do probably two to three, three if we're feeling super kinky and um, positions like on repeat which is fine obviously but I definitely have noticed that when we leave it longer of not having sex when we do have sex we're way more adventurous and I think that that's okay I think that's might be like let's schedule in the sex date and let's just go all out and then we've kind of got ourselves covered for the next like I don't know how long anyway let's move on um to our phase segment El El Couture recommends Fiona do you have a recommendation um, I do indeed, but before I do that, I'm going to give a big shout out to our amazing sponsor, El Couture. El Couture is the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand. Athleisure or athle- athleisure? Athleisure, athleisure. Listen, tomato, tomato. They yeah. have beautiful, beautiful pieces for women. And if you're based in Dubai, you can pay them a visit in the Al Wessel store. Their JBR store is closed for the summer, but it will reopen soon and you can avail of a four-hour express delivery. If you're outside of the UAE, all the charges are covered. They have just the most amazing loungewear, the Elemental Lounge. It's just mm-hmm. so perfect, by the way, for travel. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow them on Instagram. Well, I know you follow them on Instagram, but I'm talking to the listener. If you follow them on Instagram, have a look because they are reposting people's travel pictures and the styling of the loungewear is so cool there's like a little crop top and some leggings not they're like they're not leggings they're trousers but they're they're kind of they're like a soft jersey material really recommends and please do use our code lovebites20 there is that set actually the one that like you said the the wide leg trousers those with traveling with a pair of Birkenstocks because mm. obviously do not wear trainers on the flight if you're on the flight for over an hour your feet will swell up and you cannot put back on your trainers so wear your Birkenstocks with that lovely lounge set and that would be gorgeous so my recommendation this week actually I'm going to get it for you tell me um, tell me tell me is a little uh, break from tradition it is a book but it's actually a cookbook oh it's lovely called, it's called comfort mob and a big shout out to my friends chris and emily because um they've been cooking from it and i messaged chris being like what are you cooking from because it looks amazing it's basically all these incredible comfort recipes and i don't know if you're like me but i do love to cook i find it therapeutic but i can never really find like i fucking don't want to cook from these hemsley and hemsley like eating spiralized like carrots it's like these are like you know coconut curries puttanesca like we we made like a vodka pasta yesterday and it was just lovely it's just perfect for comfort recipes um I do very much recommend what is your recommendation Laura my recommendation is such an easy read I feel like we're on the holiday vibe everybody's Mm. taking themselves off everybody I feel that you know I love a bit of self-help and all that sort of thing but I feel that on holiday I just want to read a book of pure escapism this is a book that I wish that I could read again for the first time it is Cain and Abel by Jeffrey Archer So this is a book that my father recommended to me as one of his favorite books. Um, A brilliant, brilliant page turner book. The the storyline is colossal, but it's essentially a 
about these two men that were born on other sides of the world, but they were brought together in New York City. They became mortal sworn enemies, but it just shows how their life interlinked it is such a page turner it is so bloody good you will have that book devoured in a couple of days Cain and Abel by Jeffrey Archer you can find that on Amazon for literally five pounds so cheap as well I'm gonna I'm gonna read that I need a new I need a new book yes please do so El Couture recommends I love 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 this recommendation whilst I haven't read this book I have listened to it on Audible. Fiona, have you listened to or read Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? The number one Sunday Times bestseller by Dr. Julie Smith. No, I've not. Okay, so you might recognize Dr. Julie Smith from Instagram and TikTok. She's become like a viral sensation. So she starts with saying, hi, my name's Dr. Julie Smith and I'm a psychologist. And then she does all those kind of psychology experiments using like things around the home to demonstrate psychological traits. Oh, wait, wait, I was talking about Dr. Julie yesterday. Ah, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. My friend gave me the most amazing analogy she had about therapy and about the basket. Therapy, like going to therapy is like a a basket. And inside the basket is basically, the basket symbolizes your brain. And inside is all just like scrunched up pieces of paper that's taking up room. And when you go to therapy, you smooth out the paper. So there's more space in your brain for- more things oh my god yes okay so that is exactly who I'm speaking about so that if you even go and follow her on social media you'll recognize her straight away but she really really breaks down psychology and normalizes it and takes away a lot of the kind of the pompous explanations so she's very relatable very authentic basically this is a handbook a psychological handbook filled with tools about how to deal with your mental health issues and mental health obviously is such a sliding scale so it kind of gives you um she provides you basically with tools how to deal with certain mental health issues and she just does it in a really lovely open warm and digestible way I well my sister as you know, had a really shitty time after giving birth to her son. And when I came back from Australia, I still feel that she is struggling, not to the extent that she was when my poor baby sister ended up on a psych ward, but she is still definitely struggling. And it really, really, really pained me to see that. This book she had on her bedside table and she hadn't read it she didn't feel that she was mentally capable of digesting it but now that she's starting to recover i actually implored her to read this book or listen to it on audible there's just so many beautiful paragraphs and chapters in there that i feel will benefit absolutely everybody that reads it so dr julie smith why has nobody told me this before the number one sunday dimes bestseller listen to it on audible or you can buy that from amazon as well I'm going to get it on Audible because I have like a million credits I never use. Fiona, I will give you so many suggestions. We'll do, okay. uh, do you know what? Next mm-hmm. podcast, I'm going to give you the suggestions of what you okay, should cool. listen to on Audible. All right. 
Well, thank you so much. This has been a delight. And I just want to say a big shout out to JJ because I've come back and I've totally fucked up all the recording times. So good luck to you. We've also recorded this late. So he really doesn't have that much time to edit it. So I just want <laughs> Best to- of luck, JJ. Best of luck with uh, trying to edit this because I literally, I just wrote down a time and I was like, that can't be right. And I've totally fucked it up. I just wonder where the time is coming through. I was like, I know. Like, it's not been 33 minutes. You know what? You've had two weeks off. I know. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit rusty. I'm a bit rusty. And can I just say the two weeks that uh, you had off and I was interviewing people, it gave me a newfound appreciation for you. Obviously, I missed you terribly, but you're the one that's responsible for taking down times, for noting different things, because obviously you have kind of got a timeline that we need to follow. Trying to interview a guest and write down those things, like I was so, so confused and all over the place. So actually, Fiona, thank you for doing that every week for us. Not very well this week, but you know what? You'll get better next week and you'll be back on course. Well, love you and I will give you later. Give you later.